What's up, everybody? Nay Sarantino here, back with another episode of the Guide Spirits podcast. And today with me, I have a good friend, Zacharian. Introduce yourself, Zach. How we doing? Um, I met Zach back in 2021, mm-hmm. sometime in July, was it? Something around there, summertime. Um, and I met him in Wellfleet, Massachusetts, um, on the Cape. Um, if you're familiar with the area, it was uh, on the pier, and he this happened to uh, see my car, and I was eating uh, dinner out there, mm-hmm. and um, we uh, this started talking about cars, and then it, one thing led to another, and we uh, we met up later that night, and ever since we have become really good friends. Now I'm uh, I'm out here on a business trip in Arizona, and I uh, decided to uh, meet up with him, and here we are. Here we are. So, what have you been up to lately? Nothing. Um, you know, moved out here uh early or late January this year. Um, it's been about six seven months now. I've been here. Uh, moved all the way from Rhode Island. I'm going to school here, working, you know, trying to make, trying to make it happen. Nice. Um, well, I came out here for a business trip mm-hmm. and I've told you a lot about it, but let me tell the people. So I, um, as you all know, I have a company called 3M's Coaching, um, 3M's Coaching Services to be exact. And we do mentality, mindset, and mindfulness coaching and I am at the point in my career or in my uh, building of my company where I decided going to uh, Grant Cardone's 10X boot camp would be a great place to start when it comes to learning more about how to run my business and what it takes to build my business up. So I came out here and flew from Boston, Massachusetts down to Phoenix, Arizona, and Zach was kind enough to let me stay with him just outside of the city, and I've been here since Thursday. It's now Sunday, and we are decide- we decided that we would uh, make some good content for you guys. So, Zach, I just want to talk to you about like some of the things about my company and it will just like inform the people about what I'm doing because I still haven't made a podcast about it. And I've talked a lot about like self-help and I've included like parts and bits of what I do as a company, like from mentality and what mindfulness means to me, like growth mindset, wins and losses, all different aspects of the hermetic principles but I've never really just talked about the company as a whole. And I'm going to eventually, um, as like pretty much as of today, Zach is going to help me with uh, sales. And um, we, when talking about like what being a salesman of this company would look like, and it comes down to like spreading the message or spreading the vision that is that like we are trying to create a world of like love that is abundant to all. Everyone deserves to feel 
uh, abundance of love. Everyone deserves to have knowledge that is easily accessible, whether that be you have to pay a little bit for it, like you are paying for the coaching, or whether that be you are getting it for free off the internet. The issue is a lot of times it takes a lot longer for you to find it all on your own than it does for someone to neaten it all up and give it in bite-sized chunks and then appropriately help you integrate it into your life. And that's like the key to the company. That's why 3Ms is so special with everything from hermetic principles, the law of balance and law of truth to meditation, mindfulness, and the reasoning like deontology and consequentialism and innate goodness of choices and why you do the things you do. Everything matters. Um, have I ever talked to you about deontology? No, you haven't. So deontology is like, uh, it's a system of making choices based on a set of moral guidelines. And it's so strict that like, if you were to like say, you were not allowed to steal and you just couldn't steal no matter what. But it came to the point where like you were going to die, like you were starving to death. And there was like, there was that apple that was just sitting there, but someone else owned that apple. And you knew if you took it, like you would get in trouble. Like you just couldn't, like it's against your, your moral code internally, Mm -hmm. but you took that apple. That's like, that's, not taking that apple is the ontology. You you stick to your code no matter what. Yeah. And then consequentialism is making the choice based on the consequence of the choice. So like weighing yeah, weighing reward. Exactly. Okay. And so that's like what I want to talk about when it comes to mindfulness is like when you're making choices, why are you making the choices you're making? How deep do you go into the reasoning behind your choice? Or do you just make choices because they feel good? Like, I mean, the last one that I added, which after deontology and consequentialism is innate goodness. And I really love this term to something that's innate is like you do it out of like nature like you just do it because you do it and when you make choices that are to like help other people like why do you do that like what do you think i mean just helping other people feels good um and just knowing or hoping that if you're in that same spot someone would help you as you're helping the other person yeah it's a big part of at least how i see things you know um where i always like to you know think out of it like myself and other people's shoes, um, think like, oh, you know, if I were them, I'd be doing the same stuff. Mm. So people are people. No one is innately evil or, you know, everyone needs help sometimes and they deserve that as you would want someone to help you if you were, you know, going through it. Yeah. Um. Something you always say to me is uh, it, you have this quote that goes like, if I were you, I'd do the same, same thing. thing. Yeah. What I does mean, that mean? So that's something I picked up over the last two, three years. And it's really changed my mindset on life and, you know, relationships and communication in general. Um, where like, if someone were to do something or say something that, you know, puts a bad taste in your mouth or makes you think they're a bad person, just realize in reality, if you were in their shoes, if you'd lived their life up to that moment, you would have made the same choice. You would have said the same thing. So there's no need to be, angry at them 
if you know what I'm saying. Oh, I know exactly what you're saying. I mean, and everyone, it's that it go, it comes back to like literally one of the podcasts that is coming out this week. I haven't decided if this one comes out before or after yet. <laughs> um, but it, it's about everyone's their own person. We're all individuals and mm-hmm. we're all on our own journey. And it comes down to like, you can't judge anyone because you're not in their shoes. Like mm-hmm. you, you, if you were them, you would have done the same thing. It's that it's as simple as that. It's like you, it, you can't like truly put yourself in someone else's shoes without being them. And once you are them, you would do the same thing. That's how it goes. And I think that's a great mindset to have. Oh, I yeah. I would love to like implement that into my coaching because it really it helps you be a lot more empathetic and a lot more compassionate towards others. Oh, yeah, it's a lot more patient in general. Oh, like, without a doubt. I apply it to a lot of my, especially like romantic relationships. Where you know, I was talking to a girl recently. Things were going good. Out of the blue, she just didn't want the labels and i told her you know i'm either in your life or i'm not and we decided to take a break from everything mm-hmm. and you know old me would have been upset at that be like oh this girl's a, a you know a b word and like i you know i would have gone on all, all incel in my mind about everything but with that understanding that if i was in her shoes i would have done the same thing it puts puts everything into perspective for me and makes me a lot more patient and a lot more Forgiving. Forgiving and open to that change. shit. Yeah, change. Yeah, I love that. Oh my god. It's like it makes it sounds like it makes life a lot easier. Oh, and yeah. like the whole point of like this like mindset and like the the reason I made three M's like is basically mental health in a nutshell, but making life as easy as you can possibly make it because we're all we all go through like really hard times. Like no matter who you are, where you're from, or what your situation is, like you can be born like from billionaire like family to like scum family. Like you're like lower lower class. Like I mean, I'm I was born in Novokuznetsk, Russia, and I was put up for adoption at like one one and a half years old. Like if I wasn't adopted, I would have gone into the the Russian army or the military come 18 years old. Mm-hmm. I was fortunate enough to get adopted by a upper middle class family who happened to be from the United States that also happened to live in a very nice area of new hampshire that was up and coming and i was fortunate to go to the best school in new hampshire for high school every single year and i had all these great things come to me and it really puts in perspective that like everyone's on their own journey and you don't know what people are going through you don't see what they see because you're not supposed to you're on your own journey you're you're supposed to focus on you and it's it's good to understand other people's perspectives to see the bigger picture and to like respect other people's opinions mm-hmm. but if you don't focus on your own journey you're not going to grow like you got to you got to look in and not always be looking out if you look out too much you're not going to grow internally and change happens on the inside j cole has a great song about it it's just like the only way to change is to like change yourself. It's just like it's just how it goes. It's how you change other people is to change yourself first. Oh yeah, and I mean building on top of that, the whole saying of you know if I were in your shoes and being doing the same thing doesn't mean 
to let people like walk all over you or just, you know, take all the shtick they give you. Um, you know, like God forbid you were in a situation where your partner wanted an open relationship. Sure. If you were in their shoes, you'd want the same thing. You'd asking the same thing of yourself, but that doesn't mean you have to, you know, accept it. accept it and just be like, okay, if that's what you want, then we'll make it happen. You know, make, you know, put up your, your walls, put up your boundaries and, you know, don't let people cross them just because, you know, oh, if I was in your shoes, I'd be doing the same thing. Oh, I, I 100% see that. And, like, boundaries are so important in today's world. And um, especially when it comes to, like, your mental health, that it always is, like, having boundaries can be the difference between going insane over uh, another man or woman or whatever, for the matter of the fact. Or it can be the difference between having a great life with a loving significant other and maybe even sprouting a couple children, whether they be through your own or through adoption, whatever, whatever it may be, like you can make it happen, but it is like, you have to, you have to understand everyone's going to have a different perspective and people are going to come from different things. And you just have to uh, know that, if you were them, you wouldn't know any different. Like, if you were truly in their shoes, you would be doing the same thing. Yeah, and that's a big point of you. Like, you were saying, you know, you have to focus on yourself. Because mm -hmm. realistically, only a few people in the world really care about you. Everyone else is just out for themselves. Um, You know, I have a roommate who's been dealing with, like, depression and stress and all that. And he was like, oh, you know, I'm going to go to a therapist. And see what they say. Now, like, therapists are good if you're going to just talk it out. But a lot of the times, you'll get put on drugs. And, you know, a therapist only makes money when you go and see them. Now, if you if they make you better, you don't go see them. You know, they make commission off what they put you on. So everyone in this world, except for maybe, like, your family and, like, a few close friends and people you have real bond with, are only looking out for themselves and their own um, interests, you know? Yeah, literally, dude, you couldn't have said it better, and, like, everyone, everyone's looking for, like, acknowledgement, everyone deserves to be acknowledged, and the difference between, like, acknowledgement and, like, true, like, understanding is where, like, you find, like, that, like, empathy and compassion, and, like, you have to be able to look at someone's situation and not just, like, see it from their eyes but this like empathize with them yeah. i always think of like the stories of like jesus and he would uh he would literally like he would cry with people just like he like in, just to feel what they are feeling to show like that empathy of like wow you just lost someone like i'm gonna like i'm gonna come down with you like i'm not gonna let you go down on your own like i'll I'll be there with you the whole time like i'll walk you through it like just as like god would walk with him like he would walk with his people and i think that's why he was always known as the bridge and it's just like that idea that you always have to be like sympathetic and empathetic with people because no matter what situation you're going through good or bad it's good to like if someone's in a the same goes for like if someone just like 
say for me, I made like, I got a couple people who are like literally about to like sign on to the uh, course today. Like they were like, yeah, I'd buy this like right now. I'm like, oh, hold up, hold up. It doesn't launch till September. And they're like, sounds good. And I, it's like, I, I'm so excited. And I'm, I'm, I'm exuberant right now. And when it comes down to it, you have to be able to feel that energy of excitement just as much as you can feel that energy of like oh i just lost uh, a loved one such as uh, your mother or your father it's like both you have to be able to go up with them and down with them and if you can walk that path it's going to make you such a better person when it comes to relationships and being able to connect with those around you mm-hmm. you're gonna like like that's like the power of like a therapist like really like if you if a therapist can do that stuff like they that's how they're actually going to be able to help the person because you have to be able to you have to be able to walk not in their shoes but next to them because you're never going to see it how they see it but you can see it from the same area and you can help them back up but you can't just like you can't just tell them to get up. It's not gonna work. You're yeah. like it's like you don't just tell a little kid how to walk. Like you kind of show them what to do, and you walk with them. They look at your footsteps moving, and then they kind of they repeat monkey see monkey do. It's the whole thing. Like it's the you, whole fish analogy, you know. Like literally, give a man a fish, he eats for a day. If you teach a man to fish, he eats for a lifetime. You know. Ah, oh, without a doubt, so good, so well said. No, and like. Definitely being that person that people can rely on in good times and bad. There's definitely an overabundance of people that are kind of fake or don't really have your best intentions in mind. Um, And, you know, when you're up, they're right next to you, you know, congratulating you, um, living it up with you. But when you're down, suddenly they're nowhere to be seen. And, you know, you have to be the change you want to see. So you have to be that person that people can rely on no matter what. And, you know, slowly but surely everyone will be on the same energy the same vibe and you know the community will 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 thank you you know oh without a doubt and like bringing it to community is such a great place to like bring it to um community is like the key and if you can relate to like everyone in your community by like being able to like empathize with them whether it be good or bad that's gonna it's gonna make you a much more likable person and much like never mind like tolerable like this is like like people are gonna like really become fond of you in their relationships and they're gonna want you to be around them because you always bring out the good in them you always bring them up even if they're already up when they are so high up they're like wow like let's get even higher like let's make it even better like Mm -hmm. we can you can you can never be like like it's like you just want to if you're going to push your limits you might as well see how good you can make it and you have to understand you're going to have downs it's the law of rhythm everything that goes up must come down but everything that goes down must come up oh yeah and it's just riding the waves and using the momentum that you hit on your downs to bring you up higher and when you go up bringing people up with you I think that's the best way to do it. And you have a whole, you have, now you have a whole team of people who you're bringing up. You got like 
for me, I have Zach, my my salesman here, and then I have my business partner, Lissy, and it's basically us three right now in 3M's coaching, and we're going to start taking over as soon as possible, and it's this like from the coaching industry in the shape of my mental health and mindset coaching to like eventually is going to turn into life coaching and it's going to be the neuropsilocybin co it's going to be all these great companies that help mental health in every shape and form Mm -hmm. and that's the idea is to like build a team and then your team becomes a community and you have the culture of like of that like that integration of like happiness and love and abundance and joy and spreading the good vibes that are needed for like people to like want to like to work for you more than you even want them to work for you because they love what you're doing and they love the culture that your company or your community represents when you go to a place that you love like you this you go there and you just like you just you vibe out you're this like wow this is so great like this is my place like these are my people like this is my tribe mm-hmm. that's like there's no better feeling oh yeah and you know community doesn't always mean like you know a village or a town it can just be like your small group of friends mm-hmm. and you know a lot of people i uh, speaking as a man because you know i know no other existence there's not many people we can rely on with like how we feel and our emotions and you know it's even hard if we have you know your small group of guy friends it's hard to confide in them as you know like if but if you know your friend was going through something you'd want them to talk to you because you lord knows the suicide rate for men and the suicide rate in general is too high oh without a doubt i realize i mean within like myself it is hard for me to talk to my guy friends or talk to anybody about what i'm going through but I try to push myself because if you know you don't if you you don't lean on someone, how do you expect them to lean on you in hard times as well? You know, I, like you gotta show weakness first, and then they they'll be like, okay, he's you know willing to open up and share, and maybe I'm going through something. Maybe I should share it to him and see what his take is on it, or maybe I can just talk to him and he'll listen to me and be someone to to vent to. Literally, I think it all comes down to being real. Yeah. Not like not this like everyone putting up a boundary, putting yeah, up a face. Everyone's and, afraid to be themselves and like show like who they truly are, show their true colors because like you you're you're scared people aren't gonna like you or you're you're it's like that whole like fear factor of like whatever you are whatever you're going through like no one can be late like and no one's been through anything similar to this mm-hmm. and you're right no one has gone through the same thing but there can't there are people who can relate and there are people who can help you they and like i said earlier they'll come down to your level and help you back up. Like you gotta, you gotta trust the process and you gotta trust the the homies and the family and the friends that you have to help you out when you're down because you don't really have anyone when you're down. I've, I've been at the point of like suicide so many times in my life, like the worst in this, uh, I, I talked briefly about this on my, uh, on my website but when i uh was smoking cigarettes like i was trying to die and then i was living for the cigarettes 
but the cigarettes were killing me. It was all I, it's all I would do. Like I, I, I literally for two days, all I did, like, and I mean two days, all I did was drink wine and smoke cigarettes. <laughs> and what that does to the body, it kills it quickly. And when it comes down to it, you will, when it's, when you're on your deathbed and you're like, shit, like, I wish I didn't do that. Like, I wish this, I wish that. That's like when I was like, I called one of my close friends. We had a very, a very great phone call. And it like, when you got to be able to like talk to people, sometimes you need that hand up. And like, it was that one hand up. And it saved my life. And I don't say who it was for a reason because he doesn't want his name out there. But he uh, he knows who he is. And I hope you are listening to this because you really did save me, bro. Um, yeah, and I'm sure, you know, he rather the call from you than a call from your parents saying where the funeral was, you know? Oh, my God. Imagine, dude. I can't literally like that that's like the worst part like no one wants to get that call and like that's what this whole like the whole journey of like my mental health and like me overcoming addictions like the cigarette story right there me coming overcoming years of vaping from 13 to uh to 19 when I almost died and then quitting and then like the one time I tried vaping again after I almost died again that night and I was like shit like I definitely can't do this again like it if I do like I bet I don't make it and I haven't done it since and that was uh that was like last October I think it was Halloween night that night um crazy stuff and uh you realize like there's certain people who are here to help you and there's certain people who are here to not like i don't think anyone's truly here to hurt you i think some people bring you up and some people they're just they they don't bring you down they stay where they're at and you go down to their level yeah and like you have a choice to make whether you you go down to that level or you bring them up but if you're not going to be able to bring them up leave them where they are because some people are happy being at the bottom. Some people like being negative. And that's something I've also noticed is like, you know, especially at work or in school or just even in my personal life, you know, a lot of people almost bring negative negativity like upon themselves because I feel like they feel safer in that. And they they, they like the attention that, you know, talking badly about their own life gets them. Yeah. You know, and there's a difference between confiding in someone and just complaining about negative things in your life that you can't change, you know? Ah, oh, so well said. And I like that like false sense of security. It's like it's like putting up a wall. Yep. And um I feel like I used to do it as a kid. Like I, I would put up a wall. Like I just like and my wall is like violence and anger. <clears throat> Excuse me. Oh yeah. And, um, we all put up something to protect our ego. Yep. You know? And as soon as you realize that that's not like a real part of you and that you're just a person just like everyone else, the quicker you can, you know, relate to your community or be that that person that people want to, you know, be with and, and, and you know, go up with. It's like that idea, like you gotta like, well, especially at my company at 3M's and at like the NeuroSilocybin Co. 963 Lifestyles, all of like my companies, like we only allow people 
to enter if they're going to leave their ego at the door and if they're going to become a part of the team mm-hmm. there's it's like the it's cliche but there is truly no i in team like you know whether you're the leader of the team as the quote-unquote captain or you're like literally like you're you're coaching your team like you're you're building them up so everyone's coaches and then you you're and then the people who are your clients start becoming your team and then you you coach the team your team until they're so good they also become coaches it's all like it's about building your customers into the community that they like what they they did so much that they want to join you and do it too too. yeah like that's the that's the whole goal of like the entire mental health industry for me is to like to make it so like so expensive like incredibly experiential like it's just like the best thing since like life itself yeah and like you love it so much now that you think everyone needs to get this that you're like you are committed and like driven to like spread the message of like being fearless and when i say fearless i mean the only thing you fear is not living life to the fullest Mm mm-hmm and I mean, picking apart the whole, you know, leave your ego at the door and being selfless idea, um, that is true to a certain level. But, you know, in your life, as in anything, there has to be balance. True. You know, you have to be selfless, but also keep yourself in mind. Because, again, you know, this might sound, you know, like I'm on, you know, like playing devil's advocate, but no one is really out for you. You know, everyone is usually against you. I'm not saying like everyone, but like, you know, especially like the government. Um, and I mean, just people in your, your daily life are not, they don't necessarily not want the best for you, but they are also just looking out for themselves and whatever they can do to get ahead, they're going to do. I, I see you on that one. Exactly, bro. Like literally uh, the whole thing about like people, like not really like being on your side, but like, they're like, it's like, they're, they'll be, uh, they'll be on your side when it's convenient for them. Oh, yes. So well said. They like, it's that idea. Like, and things are good. Everyone's cheering for you. And then like second shit drops, like, oh, it's like they're gone. And, um, I'm talking to, uh, I'm talking to my friend Philip. Um, I met him on this business trip and, um, he actually worked at the resort. He wasn't even one of the people who were going. So, like, I just, like, started talking to one of the workers and, like, made friends with him. And he ended up, like, giving me a ride to uh, my friend Zach's house when I needed the chance, like, or when I needed the ride. And he was just, he was nice enough to give me the ride. And I, we were just sort of shooting, shooting it while I'm, like, driving here. It was, like, a half-hour ride. And um, we're talking about, like, money and, like, what happens when you actually have a lot of money. And what we what we got to is, like, the idea that people are going to be in your life when you have money. And then the money disappears and then the the, the fake ones disappear. They, uh, they're only there for the money. And the second they stop getting help and the second they stop getting it, like, they disappear like flies. And... Well, not even, you know, just the money, but, like, something that comes to mind when talking about this is the Me Too movement. And, you know, not just not saying that all of it's, you know, fake or whatever. Like, so there's definitely some situations which were warranted. But, you know, in a case where it was, like, a false accusation, you know, like, as soon as, like, see you see a famous person, um, you know, get accused of some stuff, all of their friends are suddenly bashing them. Like, there's no one on their side anymore. You know, like, their public image... And, you know, 
just their ego is more important than being for that person, like being there for that person when they need it the most. You know, they, they, they'd rather, you know, save themselves and make themselves look good in the public eye than help a friend out when they need it or be there for them when no one else believes them. Wow. So sad. So well said. Like, it's really crazy how, like, people's public image and, like, your reputation is, like, very valuable in today's society. And that's why, like, especially with, like, my mindfulness course, um, like, part portion of the course, like, I go over the idea that every decision is, like, critical to the next. And, like, you always have, have to have the future in mind. But you must be living in the moment. And you should only learn from the past. Never live in it, but learn. Learn from the past, live in the moment, look towards the future. Mm-hmm. And you can't get it fucked up. Like, it's the only way to go about life. Yeah. And when you start it really, ex- like, exploiting this idea, you see yourself moving in either a good direction or bad direction based on the choices you are making in the moment. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people are making poor choices. Yeah, I mean, everyone, I feel like, is, again, more focused on their public image and not being their true self, you know? And I, I don't know the exact quote, but Jim Carrey said something along the lines of, you know, like, when you're depressed... That's your body telling you, I don't want to play this character anymore. I think I heard it that exact way, by the way. No, and that's that's such an important thing because, you know, a lot of people nowadays especially are going through this depression because of, you know, social media and trying to control everything about their public image and trying to be someone or something that they're not. And that's just, it's hard on your mental state and even on your body, if you're doing that, you know, like I, you know, realized this a couple of years ago, you know, uh, like right after COVID. And ever since then, just me being my like actual self and, you know, not trying to put up that facade or that mask that I was wearing. I'm so much happier and get through days so much easier than I used to. I feel you on that. I feel you on that. It's like when I was a. Uh... When I first started my, like, coaching journey and I was, like, being a fitness coach and it was, like, it felt like I was just, like, forcing it so hard. Like, I I came out of the gate hot, but, like, once after the first month, I was, like, it was just, like, why am I doing this? And I kept asking myself that for two months. And then finally I said, I've had enough. I'm not going to make myself do something I don't want to do. This isn't what I was meant for. And... You have to realize that, like, when you're working for someone else, you're gonna, you're gonna think, like, this isn't what I was meant for. And you have to trust your intuition. There's a, there's a, there's billions of different jobs. I believe that three people can work the exact same job. And if it's three people divided by eight billion, that leaves you with at least, Two billion. So what does that say? There are at least two billion jobs that you could try before finding the right one. Oh, yeah. 
most of the time, it's not going to take that long. I very much so believe that you are purposely set up on a certain path from the second you are born to the moment that you die for a reason. Everything happens for a reason, and you make the choices that you make for a reason. And when it comes down to it, you have to be aware of your decisions. And uh, something I learned in these last three days was your choices and what you do has to be A, legal, B, moral, three, ethical, and four, compliant. That's how you make a business. If it's missing one of those, you're going to run into trouble. And that's a direct quote from Brandon Dawson. And when it comes down to it, you really need to focus on the moral and ethical side of a business. If you are deceiving or this dead straight lying to your clients or your customers in any way, it's going to catch up to you. Mm -hmm. And the same goes for, like, if you falsely accuse people of things or whether it be from rape and sexual assault to even setting up someone for a maybe a murder or even if it's as simple as, like, I don't know, you go to the store and you just start taking food. Like, it's like you justification is a very hard thing to do i went through this scenario one day where i went to buy a bunch of chicken from market basket up in new hampshire i'm i have six packages of chicken all with a manager special on them they're all it's the day before they expire or a couple days and one of them has a hole in it They say, I can't buy it, but I know for a fact that they can't sell it, which means they're going to throw it away. Mm -hmm. And I, they, they say, oh, you can go get another one. I grab another one. It's a two pounds of, of organic, like pasture raised chicken. I'm like, all right. They put it in a plastic bag. I put all the other chicken in my bag and I say, what are you going to do with it? She's like, uh, the manager said we can't sell it. And yeah, that's it. I'm like, all right, let me go talk to your manager. She hands me the chicken. And I just walk out the door with the chicken in my hand. Yeah. And I I was just like, why am I going to let you throw this away? Like, I know you're not going to sell it. So what are you going to do? You're going to waste it and throw it away. Mm -hmm. I mean, we had Jamaicans come and take the bass heads from the striped bass when I worked at the fish market. We had people who would take the halibut carcasses and different fish carcasses like salmon or whether it's some haddock or any kind of all these different carcasses that were like, well, they looked heinous. And they would use them for their soup or they would cook they like the bass heads. They looked they were so crazy. But and some of them would be like 30 pounds or something. And they would take them and they'd make soup out of them. And they were just gonna be thrown in the trash and go to the dump. But what what do you know? It was used and it wasn't food waste. Yeah. This is like the chicken that I took was about to expire. They wouldn't have been able to sell it either way. And I questioned this action for hours after. 
I was debating whether it was a good choice or wrong choice. I kept trying to justify why it was good. And I kept telling myself, well, it wasn't my property and it was theirs. They had the right to do what they wanted to do with it. But when you hit the next tier of morality, you see that food waste is one of the biggest issues in this world and that people who are starving to death would more than likely steal some chicken, even if it was expired and it was rolling on the floor. Never mind, there was just a tiny tear in the packaging, and it was literally like top-of-the-line chicken that you can buy at a grocery store. Oh, yeah, and I mean, food waste is such a huge problem in America nowadays, which Mm -hmm. to me is hilarious and ironic, because the people that you know, occupied this continent before we came here, one of their huge ideals was, you know, using every part of the animal, not letting anything go to waste. And just the fact, like, the the way that we've, you know, come so far from that when, you know, you know, people ordering way too much food at restaurants and just throwing it all out is just crazy. To, you know, like, there's people all, across, all over the world that are hungry and need food and we're, you know, treating it like it's air. Literally. It, it all come what it all comes down to, and this is the most important part, and this is why this is why I tie up my entire course with it. It's it's mindfulness. The mentality is a great way to introduce you looking at the world through the lens of the hermetic principles, law of balance, as we talked about just a couple minutes ago, mm-hmm. and the law of truth, which is at the top. You always remember the law of truth is at the top. And then you move through to mindset. Mindset is key when it comes to learning, growing, and then adopting different ways of going about life from your perspective that includes yourself and isn't just the universe itself. Next, mindfulness. The most important part when it comes to the self being mindful of your decisions, like the whole thing with food waste, why I brought it up in the first place is like, I was so critical of myself that day. And I analyzed every single thing I did and brought it down to, well, at the end of the day, like, you would have done the same thing. Mm -hmm. Like you if you if you knew what I knew, and how I felt I hadn't eaten that day. I I literally, I had just gotten paid. I didn't eat for a whole day and I worked hardwood flooring three days in a row again. And I was so hungry. I was literally starving. All I had eaten was like some fruit, like some mango and blueberries that morning. And I was like just starving. And I even told that to the lady at the cash register. I was like, I'm starving. Like, I'm so hungry. Like, please just give me this chicken. And she said, no, I can't. And I, I was like, that's that's the point like imagine if it was like a homeless person they probably would have just kicked them out of the store i walked into the store with like two chains on three chains on and i'm wearing some nice clothes and they still judge me so hard for it everyone has no right to judge it's a part of that mindfulness like how who how are you to judge someone for their actions or for how they look when you don't even understand why you do the things that you do and if you do understand then you should use that as a power to help others express themselves and their individuality mm-hmm. everyone deserves the right to express themselves how they would wish 
and to be mindful of who you are, your identity is very crucial. Mm-hmm. And we all are individuals. It comes back to like everyone's on their own journey. And if you're really on your own journey, no one's going to be in in the same position at the same time they might be in a similar position at a different time but no one's going to be going through the exact same thing at the same time it's just like how no particle can be known exact position at exact time it's just possible it's just how the heisenberg like equation works it's just you can't know one and know the other. One has to be unknown in order for you to know one. It's just how it goes. Like position and time are always going to be one of those things. They differ for everyone. And it's just how it goes. You, uh, it's laws of the universe. It's how, it's how it works. It's just what it is, what it is. When you hit the truth, you hit the truth. And it's like a wall, but it's not even a wall. It's a cap. It's like the top of the ceiling. It's like the edge of the universe, top of the ceiling. It's like the universe is ever expanding. And so is your consciousness because you are the universe. You are one with the universe. It's all just like ever, ever expanding, ever growing. The whole thing about mental health, you have to be aware that you are always going to be growing and evolving. And growth is a painful process if it if you weren't growing you're probably dying and that's the truth because mm-hmm. nothing stays still and you learn that when you study just basic chemistry it's the third law of thermodynamics nothing is still only theoretically can it be a perfect crystal and nothing's perfect mm-hmm. and if it was perfect it would be i don't know it would be pretty cool it would be pretty cool to see, like, I mean, imagine, like, a diamond, right? Like, yeah. the most perfect diamond you've ever seen. And even that isn't perfect. Oh, yeah. Nothing is ever going to be perfect. And that's, and that's what, the closest we have. Yeah. I mean, that's what a lot of people don't realize, is that nothing is ever going to be perfect in your life. And I feel like a lot of people are delusional in that fact, um, especially with relationships. Like... Not even just, like, romantic relationships, but relationships with other people. Like, it's never going to be perfect, you know? And I feel like a lot of the time with relationships nowadays, um, social media is such a huge thing where if, you know, one thing goes wrong in your relationship and you have, you know, a bunch of other girls or guys talking to you, they're going to make it seem like they would be perfect. Where, in reality, no one's ever going to be perfect for you. You got to pick one person and make it work. Yeah. And it's a big thing that my parents taught me because, you know, they've been happily married for 30 years. And, you know, they've had their ups and downs, but they're, you know, always, they've always been by each other's side, you know. And my dad is still gross. It smacks my mom's butt. It's hilarious, but it's gross. Really? Um, but you, that's something that I feel like that's been lost with all the social media and all this stuff going on is nothing's ever going to be perfect. And the more you try to fight that, the less perfect everything's going to be. I mean, and the only way to get closer and closer to like what is quote unquote enlightenment or like I, it's just like a high, a high vibration or like 
the alignment of your energy levels of like your chakras or like this having your your aligning with your purpose aligning with the truth aligning with your true identity trying to become your true self like self-actualization like the like basically like the top of the top like the truth like it is what it is you have to understand that you're never actually going to get there because it's only theoretical because you're never going to stop growing because the universe is ever expanding which means you can always become better and what i realized i think this is a great a great story and it, i thought it was really funny I heard um, right before everything hit the fan for Andrew Tate, um, him and Tristan are in Dubai and they're talking and they're saying like, I one of them says to the other like, man, our life is like perfect right now. It's actually too perfect. Like something's about to go wrong. Like they, I mean, like they have like billions, like literally like everything you could ever imagine in the world. Mm -hmm. And then... Fast forward, like, two weeks later, they're in a Romanian jail cell that has cockroaches walking all over them while they're sleeping with, like, no working plumbing and no, like, nothing. Oh, yeah. They, like, they went went from, like, driving Bugattis to, like, Romanian jail with cockroaches within two weeks. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, what you were saying about, you know, always being able to get better is what life is really all about. You know, life isn't about the destination. It's about the journey. Literally. And if you don't, you know, appreciate everything while it's happening, you're going to fly through this life because Lord knows it goes by too quickly. You know, without living in the moment and appreciating where you are at all times, you don't really appreciate when you do become successful. You know, you don't remember the lows that you were at to the high that you're at now, you know? Because if, you know, everything is high in your life and you don't have many lows, it, they're not really highs anymore. It's just boring. And you don't really appreciate it as much if you, like, you know, we're struggling and then we're successful. A hundred percent. That's why, like, when people win the lottery, they normally just lose the money right away because they, they didn't, didn't work, work for it. it. Yep. And I think a lot of people understand that these days. Like, you got to work for what you want and, like... I, that's a big thing Grant Cardone was talking about. Like all, all great things require investments of time and money. Mm-hmm. It's like, and I I disagree more with the fact of it being money and more about it being energy because energy is the true currency. Well, yeah, energy is what is transferred in every single reaction and every single. Oh my God, yeah, that's like literally the next law of the universe, and I don't even know if it's a thing yet, but I just said it. It's like the the like to improve Grant's quote. It literally is energy and time, and it's not time and money because energy is a better currency than money and energy is the currency of the universe that's why energy is what connects spirituality and science it's what connects all religions it's what connects everything to the top which is the truth and like kind of like reeling back to um you know earning and working for everything that you have if anyone's ever gone fishing or hunting, you know that, like, you know, cooking what you catch 
is so much more satisfying than just going to the supermarket or ordering takeout. You know, there's something about without it providing that and being like, I worked for this. You know, I I caught this fish, I filleted it, I cooked it, I ate it. There's just something more satisfying about that than you know going to Walmart and getting pre-made chicken or whatever. You know. Ah, oh, without a doubt, and like, and that you know applies not even just small stuff like that, but bigger stuff. You know, especially with you know, the lottery thing or just stealing. You know, like if you don't work for something, you're not gonna find really? the happiness or satisfactory in having that. I think that's why I still felt bad about that thing with the chicken. Like, even though I knew they were gonna throw it away, when I ate that, I like, excuse me, I had in my in my gut, like I felt like I was like, damn, like I didn't even. Excuse me, I didn't even work for this. Mm-hmm. And, like, even to this day, like, I, I think about that as a lesson, like, well, internally. And that's a huge problem nowadays is, you know, a lot of people our age in our generation, you know, anywhere from, you know, 25 to 16 or, you know, who knows if, you know, after that. But no one wants to work anymore. Oh, bro, it's going to be so bad. These younger generations, like, I mean, they're, they're getting raised with women shaking their asses in front of them at, like, three years old. Like, I don't know how the fuck they're going to make it through, like, all this stuff. Like, the porn addictions right now are so bad. Like, the dopamine depletion, like... You don't like, mean nicotine getting introduced to people at such a young age is causing yep. definite damage, you know? It's, not, but, the development of, like, the child's mind right now is so 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 poor yeah and it has to be addressed immediately like i mean like tonight as we are making this addressed yeah and i mean he's i don't know a good thing to call it but i mean like snowflake syndrome is what i'm gonna pen it as it's just insane you know everyone thinking that oh i'm special which in a way you are but really you're not yeah, you know, everyone's like, oh, humans. I'm going to make a TikTok and I'm going to dance and I'm going to make money from that. And no. And I mean, everyone is trying to do that. And in, in that, all the jobs that really need to be worked, you know, doctors and just like plumbers, all those professions aren't being filled. Literally. Dude, I, there was this company. There, uh, this got a plumbing company for 20 years this is at my convention today i heard and um the 20 years this guy has a plumbing company partners with some other dude um in six months they made eight million dollars on an hvac company oh yeah because that's six months a rare thing nowadays literally don't find many people doing it that it's worth that much money especially if you're actually good at it bro i mean I think I just told like so like millions of people like who are listening to this. Eventually, it's going to be billions, and I, like eight million dollars in six months. That much money would change so many people's lives. Oh yeah, like and I mean, it's not even just like HVAC. Like I mean, I'm going to school to be a mechanic, like automotive technician, and even that is going to be. A lot of money because again, no one wants to get their hands dirty nowadays. Nope. And no one knows anything about it. Like back in the day, it wasn't as bad because people, even if they weren't, you know, an automotive tech, most men knew something about cars and could do something about their own stuff. But I see a lot of kids that are like, you know, on the side of the road with, you know, like a popped tire that don't know what the fuck to do. Like don't know how to change a spare, don't know how to plug a tire, don't know how to change their oil. 
Bro, I I the other day I heard a story about this dude who couldn't change a tire and he ended up having to get his car like towed to the dealership or some shit. Mm-hmm. A pop tire costed him like six hundred or eight hundred dollars. Oh yeah, and that tow is not cheap either. Like, no, literally, it's like it, this one thing turned into another, into another, and it like it all just revolved around not like it wasn't like other things wrong with it. It was just the fact that like them him wasting so many people's time. Mm-hmm. Ended up costing him like six hundred dollars. Yeah, I mean, because you know he could have put a the donut on that tire Literally. and just dealt with it. You yeah, know? but like, like God, I didn't know how to use the freaking A frame jack or whatever. Like the diamond dude, like it's not that hard. No, no, bro. Don't want to try to figure it out. They're always like, "Oh no, it's too hard." I'll, I'll just, I'll just have someone else deal with it. That's a lot of the times what I hear. Whereas you know me, I uh, I work as a porter, which means I'm driving a lot. I drove up to Flagstaff from Avondale, and you know people who aren't from Arizona, um, that's a two hour drive. Drove up there just fine. Was driving back, and one of the dealership's loaners hit a pothole, popped a tire, had to pull off on the side of the road, put the donut on, limped it to a tire shop where they told me they don't have anything that fit, and then I proceeded to drive it 150 miles back to the dealership on the donut in this big SUV. You know, how many people my age would have just called the boss and be like, nope, not doing that, tow it. It's insane. And, you know, him seeing that, that I was willing to do that, and I had the mental fortitude and, you know, know-how to just deal with it, got me, in in my opinion, his good graces. Literally, bro, dude, that's what happens. It's like yesterday... A couple of days ago, I lost my, uh, I lost my, I left my wallet and phone in a, uh, in a lift, and um, I didn't have it for a whole day, and I got stuck in downtown Phoenix, Arizona, for a whole day with no money, no phone, and no way of contacting anyone besides my laptop. I ended up meeting some dude. He gave me three coconut waters. Thank God, because it was a hundred and something. A hundred. It was a hundred and ten plus yeah. degrees outside, and I had no phone and no water. Like no water. Had barely any food and no money. I was like just stuck. And, and how did that work? <laughs> literally, like, and and know how it worked out. I ended up walking into a, a restaurant. I, I asked to use their phone. I, I somehow managed to memorize my friend's phone number the night before. And then I call I call his phone. I'm like, yo, bro, like, I'm stuck here. Like, I just can't do anything. And he's like, yeah, I don't get out of work till four. Like, I can't really help you. Like, there's nothing I can do. Like, I got to be here. Like, I'm like, all right, I'll, uh, I guess I'm going to figure it out. Like, there's nothing I can do. I'm like, I'm stuck here. Like, I, I literally can't do anything. I go to a I go to a coffee shop. Um, I would do some work on my laptop, make some Instagram posts, leave the coffee shop, and go to a hotel. I sit there for a while. I'm there for like an hour, just like chilling, watching TV, sitting on sitting on like one of the couches. And then finally, some security person comes over to me and he's like, "Yeah, you're gonna have to leave." I'm like, "You're kidding me, right?" And she's like, "Nah, like." I, I like I'm like you know it's like a hundred something degrees outside. She's like, nah, I really don't care. I'm like, you know, I don't have any water or like anything, right? And she's like, it doesn't matter. You have to leave. And I'm just like, whatever. Like, 
fine, be that way. And the she walks over to talk to another security guard. And when I walk out the door, I just said the last thing I said to her was, Thank you for being nice about it. Cause she wasn't an asshole. Like she literally this was like doing her job. And she could have like she could have like pulled grabbed my fucking hand and been like walked me to the door. Yeah. Like and once again I think the difference between me wearing three chains, wearing my nice clothes that I was going to wear to this convention that I paid over a thousand dollars to go to would have, you know, it's like people judging you on your appearance is like without a doubt one of the things that was going on in her mind. And when I said thank you for being nice about it, she looked at me and she couldn't, She it's like she didn't even believe I said it. Oh, yeah, because that's such a rare thing nowadays. People. I think she thought I was being sarcastic. Oh, yeah, because no one, no one really is genuinely nice anymore. And that's something that I really try to focus on, um, is just being nice to strangers. Like, even though, even if they're rude to you, like, kill them with kindness. That's something my mom has always taught me. Oh, so true. Me as well, though. Me as well. And when... The thing is, when someone is yelling at you or being rude to you in your nice back, it confuses them. Because they're so used to getting a reaction out of the person they're talking to, and then it's a, a yelling match, and everyone's being rude to each other. So when you're nice, what do we... it, it, it throws them for a, a loop, you know? I got the goosebumps after I said it to her, because her energy changed so much. Like, she and this other security guard watched me pack up my bag, and... They then when I said that she like I literally was like wow like she she was like wow and I was just like whoa well, yeah like, I imagine they're so used to like if they do have to kick people out they're they're fought and yelled at and literally. yada yada but you just you were like okay I understand you're doing your job I if I was in your shoes I'd be doing the same thing literally like that's what that's what it comes everything, down to everything comes back around to that I've noticed I do it's crazy like how like the same things it always comes down to it's kind of this how like the universe works I guess mm-hmm. well yeah I mean and that's just such a big ideal and people control a lot of the energy and everything in the universe so it's like Treating people like that makes a huge difference in everybody's lives. Um, and that's just such an important thing to learn and to implement into your life. That, Literally. Oh, yeah. Literally, yeah. bro. Oh, my gosh. It's crazy. Um, yeah, we should get our final wor- words in, and then I think we're going to end this. Um, yeah. You got anything to like, leave them with? Um, any Anything you want to shout out or anything? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Nothing to shout out, but something I want to leave with, um, you know, what we've been talking about this entire time, the one sentence I live by is if, you know, if you were in their shoes, you'd be doing the same thing. And that's something I believe a lot of people should start practicing and integrating their lives. And I guarantee you, you'll notice a difference on how other people feel about you and even how you feel about other people. Yeah, I really, really couldn't have said it better. And I remember... I, I would look at uh Zacharian's Instagram and um it would uh it would always say that in his bio and I would like and this is like I hadn't seen him for two years until I came to Arizona this weekend and I would re- I I check up on my friends all the time like I look and see what they're up to like I it's not it's not stalking if you actually care about the person like I don't know what's wrong with people these days when they like when you search someone's profile because you care about them and you want to see if they posted anything because I follow over a thousand people on Instagram and I don't see most of the posts from the people I care about yeah so I just look them up 
Like, and I read his bio all the time and I'm like, what does that mean? And now I got a chance to like have a great conversation with him about it. And it really, it hits. It really does hit. Like, it's an essential phrase to live by. Almost as important as spread love, knowledge, and positivity, and be fearless, limitless, and unstoppable. Perfect. With that, thank you for listening, and have a great rest of your night.